Holy Father in heaven, thank you for giving us the grace to be among the living. Thank you for the privilege. It is not of our righteousness or of any goodness on our own part, but we understand this to be the love and mercy of the Lord shown upon us. Lord in heaven, thanking you is not enough and we know that the best thanks we can give to you is that our heart, soul, mind and strength should be used to love you. Therefore, Lord, we pray, give us the grace that we will love you with all our heart, soul, mind and strength. As we go through the words of our devotion today, we pray, Father, that we shall be enlivened with these words and that light shall enter into our lives that may give us strength to be just what you want us to be. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, March 3 The Time of Jacob's Trouble Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 7 when Christ shall cease his work as mediator in man's behalf, then this time of trouble will begin. Then the case of every soul will have been decided, and there will be no atoning blood to cleanse from sin. Then the restraining spirit of God is withdrawn from the earth. As Jacob was threatened with death by his angry brother, so the people of God will be in peril from the wicked who are seeking to destroy them. And as the patriarch wrestled all night for deliverance from the hand of Esau, so the righteous will cry to God day and night for deliverance from the enemies that surround them. When in his distress, Jacob laid hold of the angel and made supplication with tears, the heavenly messenger in order to try his faith, also reminded him of his sin and endeavored to escape from him. But Jacob will not be turned away. He had learned that God is merciful, and he cast himself upon his mercy. He pointed back to his repentance for his sin and pleaded for deliverance. As he reviewed his life, he was driven almost to despair. But he held fast the angel, and with earnest agonizing cries, urged his petition until he prevailed. Such will be the experience of God's people in their final struggle with the powers of evil. God will test their faith, their perseverance, their confidence in his power to deliver them. Satan will endeavor to terrify them with the thought that their cases are hopeless, that their sins have been too great to receive pardon. They will have a deep sense of their shortcomings, and as they review their lives, their hopes will sink. But remembering the greatness of God's mercy and their own sincere repentance, they will plead His promises made through Christ to helpless, repenting sinners. Their faith will not fail because their prayers are not immediately answered. 
they will lay hold of the strength of God, as Jacob laid hold of the angel, and the language of their souls will be, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is The Time of Jacob's Trouble. As we have already seen, Jacob had an incident, like we saw in our devotion yesterday, where he had a struggle with an angel. And it was a time of trouble for him. Not just because of the struggle with the angel, but because of the distress that he was imagining in his mind, which was not a just imagined distress. Actually, Esau was coming with 400 men intending to kill Jacob. This was the source of his trouble. But that was not the major trouble. It was what he encountered in his mind, thinking about his sins. Today, our key text is taken from the book of Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 7. It prophesies about a coming time of Jacob's trouble. Jacob is long dead. But the Bible says that there is coming a time of Jacob's trouble. Jeremiah 30 verse 7 says, Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. Jacob is dead, but yet Jeremiah is prophesying that there is going to be a Jacob. And Jacob is going to be in trouble. Is a time of Jacob's trouble and Jacob is going to be delivered out of it. What does this mean? Many other prophets talked about this coming time of trouble. And as Jeremiah described it, that this is a day that none is going to be like it. In the book of Ezekiel chapter 7, reading from verse 5 to 8, he also talks about a coming time of trouble. And this time of trouble is at the end it says, Thus said the Lord, An evil, and only evil, behold, is come, an end is come, the end is come, it watcheth for thee, behold, it is come, the morning is come unto thee, O thou that dwellest in the land, the time is come, the day of trouble is near, and not the sounding again of the mountains. Now will I shortly pour out my fury upon thee, and accomplish mine anger upon thee, and I will judge thee according to thy ways, and will recompense thee for all thine abominations. So in Ezekiel, he is also talking about a day which is a day of trouble. Job also talked about a time of trouble that the Lord is preparing for that day. In the book of Job 38 verse 22 and 23, God asked Job a question that says, Has thou entered into the treasures of the snow? Or hast thou seen the treasures of the hail, which I have reserved against the time of trouble, against the day of battle and war? Daniel also says in the book of Daniel 12, verse 1 and 2, he says, And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth up, standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same day. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. So when you look at Daniel, 
Ezekiel, Jeremiah, they are talking about a time of trouble which there is no other time that is going to be like it. That's what they are saying. And Ezekiel puts it in a way that he says it is the end, the end of time. And Daniel and uh, Jeremiah both say that this day is a day that none is going to be like it. There is indeed coming a time of trouble. And as Jeremiah says, a time of Jacob's trouble. The world is preparing and God himself has, even as we read in Job, is preparing himself for that day. But the Bible says that Jacob will be delivered out of it. What does this represent? It represents God's people. As we are today, when we look at Jacob's trouble, it reminds us of that day. God uses Jacob's experience as is as an as a, an experience that is similar to what his people are going to pass through at the end of time when there is going to be what is called a time of trouble jesus himself said in matthew 24 verse 21 but then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time no nor ever shall be this is jesus also talking about that time of trouble don't you think that this day is very important for daniel ezekiel jeremiah even jesus himself to talk about it this is the culmination of the great controversy this is the day the lord himself is preparing for and even in the book of job 38 verse 22 he asks a question has thou entered into the treasures of snow or has thou seen the treasures of hail which i have reserved for that day the time of trouble you see there is coming a time of trouble and that time is brewing as we speak what is it that is going to precipitate this time of trouble what is it that is going to cause it as we speak presently the lord is preparing to come jesus is in the most holy place the bible says he is interceding for our sins but his intercession is going to someday come to an end the Bible makes us understand that the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, that's his promise of coming, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us word, not willing that any man should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's the book of Second Peter chapter 3, I believe verse 9 and 10 there. It says, but the day of the Lord will come in the which the heavens and the earth will pass away. So the Lord is preparing. But he is waiting because he wants us to be saved. But, but he won't wait forever. As we speak, that day is coming closer and closer. The Lord is doing a work of the investigative judgment now. He is sealing his people. And once he is done, then he will come. Meanwhile, as the Lord is doing his own work, the Bible tells us of a certain work that the devil himself will be doing on the earth. And there is going to be coming be, be upon the people a time of testing the world is going to be divided into two categories two classes of people they are going to be developed those who keep the commandments of god and those who have the mark of the beast in the book of revelation 13 reading from verse 11 to 17 it talks about a power that is going to come to execute a work that will also culminate towards that time of trouble it says, And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. When we read the book of Daniel 7, you would understand that a beast represents a kingdom, just a kingdom. It's not 
a, a literal animal so a power is going to come and this represents the united states of america that they are going to come and he goes on to say in verse 15 and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed and he caused all both small and great rich and poor free and bond to receive a mark in their hand their right hand or in their foreheads and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name how true are these words indeed the ability of the world today has come to this point where they can actually stop you from buying and selling the recent events that has taken place since the uh, covid uh, period shows us that it is very possible for the world to do this people's accounts can be frozen just because they don't have the pass people can be denied the right to buy or sell because they don't have the covid pass it's no big thing therefore to know that a time is coming when there is going to be this mark of the beast which i will state very plainly the mark of the beast has nothing to do with chips it has nothing to do with barcodes it has nothing to do with real marks on the head because when you understand the opposite of the mark of the beast you then understand that the mark of the beast just has to do with the law of god and the disobedience to it the world is going to come to a place where they will have to choose between god his law and to choose sin as opposed to those who receive the mark of the beast the bible tells us of a people who are going to be different the bible warns at this time when the this beast this kingdom which is supposed to represent the, the world power which is the united states is going to be threatening for one reason whether it is climate change or whatever threatening the people to disobey the law of god to do things against their conscience at this time god's people are going to be distinguished by their keeping the commandments of god the bible tells us in the book of revelation 14 reading from verse 9 to 12 that god gave a warning if any man worship the beast or his image or receive his mark in his right hand on his forehead the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of god which is poured into the cup of his indignation without mixture and he shall be tormented before the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the lamb and they have no rest day nor night that worship the beast or receive his mark in their hand or forehead and then in verse 12 we now see the opposite of the mark of the beast revelation 14 verse 12 this is a point that many people get wrong people say oh the mark of the beast has to do with barcodes and chips and all of that no it has nothing to do with that when you understand that those who don't receive the mark of the beast are described in revelation 14 verse 12 as those that keep the commandments of god and have the faith of jesus what does that tell you about those who receive the mark of the beast that means these are the people who do not keep the commandments of god and they do not have the faith of jesus now there is certainly going to be some other things that are going to be used to identify those that have in their character chosen to go against god's law directly and that is where other devices may come into the picture but 
before that there is a decision made by the people god is going to bring this world to a point and the devil is also working towards that point to bring people to a point where they decide either you choose god and his commandments or you choose the devil and disobedience to god's commandments and when we say disobedience to god's commandments, it doesn't mean outrightly disobeying everything there's going to be a test on the fourth commandment because that is the commandment that shows the creator who you are worshipping. The fourth commandment tells us and identifies who gave the law. The fourth commandment says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou nor the man servant, maid servant, the cattle, thou the stranger within thy gates. And then the reason is given why God says you should rest. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that in them is and then the lord blessed the sabbath day now how do you know who you are worshiping when you rest every seven day it shows who you are worshiping the world is going to come to a point where they choose who their god is and your god is known by the law you keep you keep god's law then you are his child you keep the law of the governments of this world as opposed to god's law then you are disregarding god and choosing man above god this is the division between the people of god and the those who will receive the mark of the beast so as the world is coming to this point and the devil is going to bring so many reasons why he's going to have to bring laws that are contrary to the law of god so that we can go against god's law and have other gods than god himself for one reason or the other we hear them already using climate change as one reason it could be gun control it could be violence it could be terrorism whatever reason they bring it is going to bring us to this time of trouble because after the people have made their decision then the investigative judgment ends and the spirit of god will then be withdrawn from the earth as we read in conflict and courage page 68 paragraph 2 and 3 it says when christ shall seize his work as mediator in man's behalf then this time of trouble will begin then the case of every soul will have been decided and there will be no atoning blood to cleanse from sin then the restraining spirit of god is withdrawn from the earth end of quote so when the investigative judgment ends which it will not end until people have made their decision and people won't make their decision until the world makes them to come to a point where you either choose god by law or not just as we saw in this covid mandate that was just going on recently people had to make a decision either take the vaccine and get your freedom or don't take it and you lose your freedoms at least in various nations like australia and canada and maybe a few others in europe we saw this happening i think austria we saw that happening there something bigger than that is coming and it's going to lead to what we call the time of trouble when the people have finally made their decisions oh there's going to be a lot of rubble in that time people will be on the news defending their faith others will be defending why it is necessary to obey the government while others will be saying no i have my liberty of conscience and the government is not supposed to encroach on my worship of god they are not supposed to make laws that demands me to disobey god and while all this debate is going on people are listening and everybody's coming to a point where they make their decision when everybody's decision is finally 
clearly made jesus ends his walk in the most holy place and then he withdraws his spirit as he did in the days of noah he says my spirit shall not always strive with man and then again it will happen the spirit of the lord will be withdrawn from the earth and only those who have decided for god will have his spirit and those who have decided against god the spirit of god will be taken away from them and just like it was for king saul when the spirit of god was taken away from him he went all out to go against david to kill him so it will be again the spirit of god being withdrawn from the people who have decided against him the devil will take full control of them and just as saul was mad against david madly following him just to kill him so these people will madly be looking for those who have chosen god to kill them the hysteria the madness also that happened recently the hatred for people who would say oh i'm not taking any vaccine you don't need to hate but then you just see some kind of character that is very um strange among people where just because people don't agree with your view you wish them evil you wish them uh, you don't wish them well you want them to die and all of that that's not the spirit of christ but then something worse than that is coming very soon and then when this happens the trouble begins the trouble is for god's people this is a time of trouble for god's people but it is a day of darkness for the evil people this is is everyone is going to be having it difficult at this time while the world is saying to those who decide for god you will not be able to buy or sell and some of them will be killed there's going to be trouble for them and we'll see the nature of this trouble but god also is preparing his own while the devil is doing his everybody will test it at this time jesus said in matthew 24 concerning this time reading from verse 19 he said and woe trouble unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days but pray ye that your flight be not in winter nor on this neither on the sabbath day for then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time no nor ever shall be and except those days should be shortened there should be no flesh saved wow but for the elect's sake those days shall be shortened then if any man shall say unto you lo here is christ or there believe it not so trouble is going on and deception is going on satan will impersonate christ and try to look say oh, i'm christ and people will be deceived and at the same time trouble will be going on the people of god at this time will be haunted like animals and they will have to flee to the mountains for their life ezekiel puts it this way in ezekiel 7 verse 15 and 16 the sword is without and the pestilence and the famine within he that is in the field shall die with the sword and he that is in the city famine and pestilence shall devour him but they that escape of them shall escape and shall be on the mountains like doves of the valleys all of them mourning everyone for his iniquity this statement of ezekiel is filled with so much meaning you see god's people at this time like i said will be haunted like animals why because satan is going to plunge the world in one last conflict and trouble there will be wars all over the world at this time pestilence like we read will be in the world famine will be in the world brought upon by satan because god has withdrawn his spirit from the earth now 
this trouble will be blamed on God's people because they did not join the world in making the decision they made. Therefore, they will be haunted. And then, it says that those who are going to escape will be in the mountains. Very important to take note of that. Take note. Country living, they will be in the mountains. They will not be, like it says here, in the cities. Because they that are in the city, famine and pestilence shall devour them. And they will be mourning. What are they doing in the mountains? Mourning everyone for his iniquity. So why will they be mourning? Because this is the time of Jacob's trouble. Remember that in Jacob's own trouble, he was also mourning. As we read in Conflict and Courage, page 68, paragraph 5, it says, Such will be the experience of God's people in their final struggle with the powers of evil. God will test their faith, their perseverance, their confidence in his power to deliver them. Satan will endeavor to terrify them with the thought that their cases are hopeless, that their sins have been too great to receive pardon. They will have a deep sense of their shortcomings, and as they review their lives, their hopes will sink. But remembering the greatness of God's mercy and their own sincere repentance, they will plead his promises made through Christ to helpless repenting sinners. Their faith will not fail because their prayers are not immediately answered. They will lay hold of the strength of God as Jacob laid hold of the angel. And the language of their souls will be, I will not go, let thee go except thou bless me. End of quote. So, they will pray in at this time. And we see in David's life, so many times he writes about some prayers that you wonder, can David really relate with these things? David was writing some things that pertain to things of the future. He also wrote about the time of trouble in a futuristic way concerning the kind of prayers that God's people will be making at this time. One such prayer is found in Psalms 27, verse, uh, the whole of the Psalm 27. I'll just read from verse 4. It says, one thing, because this is the mindset of these people, the people of God. They have left everything in this world. They have lost a lot. They have been punished. They cannot buy or sell. They cannot enter the restaurants. They cannot make transactions. Some of them have been killed. They've lost it all for the sake of one thing. And what is that one thing? Verse 4. They pray, one thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me, he shall set me upon a rock, and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy, I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou saidst, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not. Neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me. 
and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, wait, I say, on the Lord. And as we read, the people of God will not despair because their prayers are not immediately answered. Because they have learned before, at this time, they will also wait on the Lord. There are enemies surrounding them round about. Laws are made to destroy them on sight. And they will be making these prayers because they have been seeking for just one thing. To be in the house of the Lord, to please the Lord. As the Lord said, seek my face, as we read there in Psalms chapter 27 verse 8. When thou sayest, seek my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Only those who have God as the paramount thing in their lives are going to be among God's people at this time. And this is a time of trouble indeed. They are passing through a lot. And the Lord will deliver them. In Revelation 15 verse 1, we read of what the Lord himself is going to do. While this trouble is brewing and the people of the world are coming to destroy the people of God, God is not going to let it happen. Revelation 15 verse 1, and then we see God preparing for that day, the time of trouble. It says, And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues for in them is filled up the wrath of god then revelation 16 verse 1 says and i heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of god upon the earth and when they pour the first one plagues come upon those who do who do not have the seal of god that's those who have the mark of the beast we are told that the waters return to blood we're also told that there will be boils and another plague boils on the people and they would gnash their teeth it will be so difficult another time the plagues are poured and some part of the sea will also turn to the to blood sometimes the river will also turn to blood and the people will gnash their teeth and then another plague comes and the sun become so scorching hot and the bible says that the people at that time will curse god because of the sun that is scorching hot and then more plagues will come until the seventh plague which is the culmination of everything it's read we see that in revelation 16 verse 17 and 18 it says and the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying it is done and there were voices and thunders and lightnings and there was a great earthquake such as was not since men were upon the earth so mighty an earthquake and so great verse 20 and every island fled away and the mountains were not found now do you remember job 38 verse 22 and 23 is going to be fulfilled here in revelation 16 verse 21 talking about the seventh plague we see and there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven every stone about the weight of a talent and men blasphemed god because of the plague of the hail for the plague thereof was exceeding great what did job say in job 38 verse 22 and 23 the lord actually said has thou entered into the treasures of snow or has thou seen the treasures of the hail which i have reserved against the time of trouble against the day of battle and war now this thing the lord has reserved for a long time now it is being brought to use at the seventh plague 
the Lord uses it to deliver his people. While they are about to destroy God's people, then God sends the plagues on those people who want to destroy him. Many people read the book of Psalms 91, not understanding the true import of that, chap- of that chapter of the book of Psalms. That chapter is exclusively, strictly for this time of trouble where there are going to be plagues, where there is going to be affliction, where there is going to be pestilence, where there is going to be all kinds of troubles. But God will deliver his people literally from plagues, literally from the fowlers in the, in the noon. It reads, many of us know, know that psalm. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. There are going to be traps set for God's people. God will deliver them from it and from the noisome pestilence. And this is why in the book of Daniel chapter 12 verse 1, he said, At that time shall Michael stand, the great prince that standeth for thy people. And then he goes on to say this statement, And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to the time in that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered everyone that shall be found written in the book and now in psalm 91 we read who are those that will be delivered says those that dwell in the secret place of the most high to be simple to be clear revelation 14 verse 12 tells us who they are they are those that keep the commandments of god and have the testimony and the faith of jesus psalm 91 says in verse 3 surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence remember there are plagues going on he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust his truth shall his truth shall be thy shield and buckler thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrow that flieth by day maybe there are drones going around searching for these people nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand but it shall not come nigh thee only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked so god's people are going to be seen with their eyes everything is taking place the plagues are coming on the wicked but they will just be seen with their eyes none is going to touch them why Verse 9, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling. This psalm is referring to the time of trouble. No plague, because in the time of trouble, there's going to be plagues, pestilences, and all, and God's people will be delivered. None of those things will touch them. And what is going to be happening? These plagues are going to be killing people. And that's why it says then in verse 11 for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways they shall bear thee up in their hands lest thou dash thy foot against the stone thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder the young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet because he has set his love upon me therefore will i deliver him i will set him on high because he had known my name he shall call upon me and i will answer him i will be with him in trouble 
I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. My brothers and sisters, we ought to be preparing for this time. Only those who have made the Lord their refuge, only those who through a covenant of sacrifice have chosen the Lord, who will keep his commandments at whatever cost to themselves, they are the only ones who will be delivered at this time. They will have their own trouble, but the world will have it worse. And in our devotion subsequently, we're going to be talking about how they overcome, how this time of trouble they are delivered from their own troubles when they are mourning. But today, suffice to understand this, that the Lord has prepared to deliver his people from this coming time of trouble. A time of trouble is coming and we ought to be preparing ourselves for it. May the Lord help us to prepare. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, please, we ask, we see that a time of trouble is coming, please prepare us for it. Have we been making decisions that is not preparing us for it, Lord? Please forgive us and help us now, dear Lord, that we will develop a faith that is strong for that purpose. In our present lives, we still have decisions to make. We pray that we will learn to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. We pray, Father, that at this time, you will teach us to be in your sight among those that keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. In our little troubles that we pass through presently, help us, Lord, not to deny you, but help us to confess you. Help us, Lord, not to cut corners. Help us, Lord, rather, to stand firm in your truth, regardless of the losses we incur by doing that. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers, and thank you for answering. Please strengthen us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen.